I was toting my pack along the dusty Winnemucca Road When along came a semi with a high-end canvas-covered load If you're going to Winnemucca Mac with me, you can ride And so I climbed into the cab and then I settled down inside He asked me if I'd seen a road with so much dust and sand And I said, listen, I've traveled every road in this here land I've been everywhere, man Oh man, I love that song That song is tough to stop listening to It's not even one of my favorite Johnny Cash songs and I just love it It's been on like every single soundtrack that I've had or I shouldn't say soundtrack. I should say every single traveling playlist, CDs, tapes, iTunes, iPod, Spotify, whatever. It has managed to any road trip that I have gone on. It has been on that playlist. And I always listen to it. I try to remember the words, which is impossible. And then I try to figure out how many cities I've been to. Like, do I know the cities and states that those cities match or... You know, where have I been? So I always try to, <laughs> I don't know, maybe that's just me. But hey, welcome to the Life of an Average Joe podcast. What's up, everybody? I hope you guys are doing good. Uh, thought I'd do another podcast for you. Been been talking about traveling. Uh, really kind of got the idea um, from road trips because, you know, it, we're in the springtime now and summertime. And as spring approaches summer, it seems to be like road trip season, even during this COVID, quasi-pandemic, cluster crap that we've been involved in. Um, Everybody's, you know, thinking about road trips. More than anything, probably, because a lot of people didn't travel last summer. So now this summer, as vaccines become more apparent or more, I should say, I don't want to say relevant, but I don't know, whatever. As people are getting more vaccinations, as people are getting tired of COVID, as the restrictions are being lifted, and whatever is going on is changing. People are looking to travel more, and especially in the summertime because most families, look, it's nicer weather genuinely across the country, so you have more options. People are getting, you know, kids are getting out of school, kids are getting out of college, parents have saved, they're taking time off, they do family trips, whatever. And, and I just book tickets. I'm going back to Detroit in June for a long time. Well, not a long time, but a a significant amount of time, more than the four or five days I was there last uh, year for, uh, last um, December, Luke and I are going, and we're going to go see some different stuff and all that, but we're also getting ready to go camping again. Uh, We're going to go to a new place to go camping for a couple days uh, in May, and then we're going to go camping again in September when we go tents camping for the first time together. so I'm thinking of all these road trips, and I got a, I got a good buddy Ken, who's moving back to Michigan, and he was talking about doing a road trip next year, or at least a trip, to come down back to Texas to go to WrestleMania. So it got me thinking about all the the, the little road trips I've done, and I'm not talking about like traveling to Ireland or Miami or any places like that. I'm talking road trips. You know, and I wanted to look at at several specific ones over my life because it makes me think about like which ones do I want to go to again? Where do I want to go to as Luke gets older and him and I start to do more road trips? Um, Last year, we were doing kind of day trips. You know, again, we were in that COVID summer where everything was kind of shut, shut down. 
you know, the pool, our public pool was shut down. Gyms were closed. Movie theaters were closed. Stores were closed unless it was just to go. Um, what else? The national parks were closed. The state parks were closed. Everything was closed. Playgrounds were closed. We didn't really know what was going on. And then when they started to open again, I thought to myself, well, I'm not going to be able to do like big road trips financially and, and for the time being because of, of everything that was going on in the world. But Luke and I started to do all these day trips to state parks. And I started to look at state parks in the area. And we went to probably five, because I think we went to one, two or three times, because it's pretty close. Um, and it was a little road trip adventures for us. And not only did I get to see different parts of Texas, but I got to experience like new parts for Luke, like new places for Luke and I to go and, and just do fun things, really have quality time. And it was, those things that we see on the road. You know, we stopped at random gas stations. You know, of course we had to stop at Bucky's whenever we saw one. You know, we stopped at, uh, I remember this, this little diner on the way back um, from camping in our cabin, this little diner. I don't even remember the town it was in. I have to look it up. And Luke and I sat on the patio and this lady had been there for 50, 60 years. It was in her family. And it was just her and her son and I think another relative that ran this diner. And we had a blast. And if I ever go through that town again, I'm gonna to go to that diner. Of course, I don't remember what town that was, but you know, I'm gonna go there. Um, and it just got me thinking about back in the day, the road trips I used to do when life was kind of whatever I wanted it to be. And I remember getting a van. <clears throat> I don't even know whose van this was. I gotta be honest with you. I have no idea whose van this was. I think it was our friend Michelle's. So this was back when I was dating that girl that was horrible. One of the many. And um, we were going to Myrtle Beach. We had a connection in Myrtle Beach where we got this, uh, we got to rent a house on the beach. Now, if you've never been to Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach is divided into kind of two different areas. You have one area where Myrtle Beach is more of the party, you know, clubs, bars, tourists, things to do, things like that. It's more of the party scene in Myrtle Beach. <clears throat> and then the other side of Myrtle Beach is kind of more families. You know, it's more like, not to say there's not restaurants and bars and all that, but it's more like a family zone. It's not as like party at night. And it's a definitive dividing line. I'm going to take a drink of water. You guys have to hold on a minute. I don't feel bad about doing that either. Um, but it was, it was really a definitive driving line, like for real. Like what happened is you could see, if you just walk down the beach, how things change, the age of everybody and all that. Well, we got a cheaper house and our house was in the, okay, it was three floors or it was two floors but divided into three sections. We had two of the three sections of the house. It's a, it's a hard to picture. And we were across the street from the beach. Like I could sit out on the patio and look at the beach, but we were across the street from the beach. And it was me, the girl I was dating at the time, who we'll call Tiffany, um, our buddy bartender Ryan, 
Yes, that was the creative name that we had for him. Cuz, who was obviously my cousin, my buddy Andy, buddy Michelle, um, and Kevin, which was her boyfriend. It wasn't her boyfriend at the time. And Cuz brought some girl. I have no idea. who. I think he was dating her, but he wasn't. I don't know. Cuz wasn't even going till last minute. It was kind of a last minute deal. So we had booked this, this, this place and we we're going to go for like five or six days and drive there. Cuz had just graduated high school. It was his graduation party. So we all packed up in our van and I think it was Michelle's van. I and mean, this was not like a nice minivan, so to speak. This was, <laughs> this was like an old school, like if it was white, people would probably follow us and think we were some sort of pedophiles or something. Um, because it was a creepy van. But anyway, we went in the van, drove to Cousin's graduation party, went to the graduation party, all the families there, right? All my family were hanging out. We proposed it to his mom that we're going to go to Myrtle Beach. She says yes. She doesn't care, whatever. So we go to Myrtle Beach. Her friend, his friend, wanted to go with us, who was, by the way, only 17. No, she was 16. Not a good idea, but her friend wanted to go. So Cuz says, hey, let's make a swing by her friend's house, talk to her mom. Her mom wrote a note giving me permission if she got sick or had to go to the hospital to make the decisions and be the guardian of her for this trip. So here I am, 20-something years old, being responsible for a 16-year-old. I don't even think, I think I was 21, I don't know. Just turned 21 or something stupid like that. Maybe 23. Um, and we went. Again, not the smartest thing. We drove all night. We did not spend the night. We drove, we took the back roads, we took all the shortcuts that we could come up with. We took the, the smoothest way possible to get to Myrtle Beach. And I don't remember how far, oh, my buddy Ken went too. Yeah, Ken went to Myrtle Beach with us. How could I forget that? I totally forgot. Um, man, we had a lot of people in that van. That's crazy. But anyway, so we drove and it was at the time when uh, Mountain Dew <laughs> just came out with Code Red Mountain Dew. I can tell you right now, I lived off Code Red Mountain Dew and Reese's Peanut Butter Cups for the entire 16 hours it took us to get there, maybe more. But we got to Myrtle Beach and we saw this house and this house was amazing. And we instantly hit the beach. We went to the liquor store, stocked up, hit the beach, and we were on the beach the whole time. And the water was beautiful. It was amazing. Well, after the first day or two, everything was great. By the third day, things got weird. And what I mean they got weird is Bartender Ryan used to live down there. So he was trying to rent a car. We told him he didn't need one, but he wanted to rent a car. He rented a car. He wanted to hook up with some of his old people down there. So he starts calling all his old friends, his old girlfriend that he wanted to see. To see. We told him it was a bad idea. They meet up. Three hours later, we get a phone call. He's in jail. <laughs> he got in trouble. And he's in jail. And got a ticket 
too, on top of being in jail. We had to go bail him out. Well, apparently his girlfriend, his ex, brought her boyfriend to meet him. He got mad, got in a fight, got arrested. Not only did we have to bail him out and pay the ticket, he took a cab the minute he got out of jail to go to the airport, bought a same-day flight uh, ticket back home. He spent $700, no, $600 on the flight to go back home. So he paid money to get down there, paid gas money, paid his portion on the hotel, rented a car, pay, had to pay us back all the money when he got arrested, and then flew back home. Just did. I gotta be honest with you, I don't know if we ever talked then. He literally fell off the face of the earth. Not literally. I hate when people say that, and I just did it. But he fell off the face of the earth. He was gone. I have no idea what happened in his life. He just disappeared. No more. I, I know... I am 90% sure that was the last time I ever talked to him again. On top of that, the 16-year-old was with him when he got arrested because she didn't feel like hanging out with us. <laughs> so she went with him. She didn't get arrested. The cops just said, you know, had to come talk to me because I was in charge, which how messed up is that? I got, ta- I, I got her taken care of. We basically grounded her. <laughs> we basically grounded her, made her stay in the hotel, or in the, not the hotel, in the house. Whenever she could only go to the beach with us, she could only go out to dinner with us. She couldn't go anywhere else. We wouldn't let her drink. We wouldn't let her do nothing. We went to go see the alligators. We went to go to the zoo. We went to, we went to Hooters. We did all these things. We made her stay there. She was grounded the whole trip. And the whole way home, all she did was sleep in the back. She complained. But we, cuz, we got cuz into the clubs, we got cuz in everywhere, because he just walked right up to us, and they didn't even question him. Boom, we hit, the, we hit the beach. And what was cool about it was we could go to the party side and then just walk right back to the family side. So you got your peaceful nights when you're done partying or your peaceful days, and then you had the party side. I tell you what, Myrtle Beach has been one of my favorite beaches ever. I like that in Virginia Beach. You know, speaking of Virginia Beach, my cousin Amy actually moved down there. So it was right, I don't remember exactly what happened. She worked for a restaurant company. She's been in the service industry for a long time. She's running a, a, a place out in Colorado right now in Denver. She's still in the scene. Um, but she's, her and I have both ran multiple places, never together, but which would be interesting. But um We've both, we've both been in the service industry. So I talk about that in my book a little bit, but she was getting transferred. She had an opportunity and I don't remember the company that she worked for, the restaurant company. It was not Applebee's or Chili's or anything like that, but it was one of those chains and they transferred her to Virginia beach. So we, she was living in Georgia at the time. Cause I actually went and stayed with her in Georgia and my cousin Dana was down there too. I stayed with the both of them. She drove up from Georgia to Michigan because that's she had to get some stuff and talk to her dad and all that. She picked me up. We drove down to Georgia, hung out there for a couple days, rented a truck. Her boyfriend at the time flew down and met us there, rented a truck, then drove to from Georgia to Virginia Beach 
we had Thanksgiving dinner on the beach in her new apartment. I think I stayed there for like a week or two. I should have just never left. I should have just stayed with her. And my life would be very different. And I probably wouldn't have Luke, obviously. Unless, you know, something, you know, spiritual happened and, and he just got planted into another woman. But um, I wouldn't have Luke, so I can't say I should have stayed. But we did that road trip. And I tell you what, when she was on that beach... And it was Thanksgiving, it was cold, and actually snowed a little bit. I loved, I fell in love with that place too. And I was just thinking to myself, who does that zigzag road trip? Let's drive from Virginia, let's drive from Georgia to Michigan, Michigan to Georgia, Georgia to Virginia Beach. And then I flew back to Michigan. But Myrtle Beach has always been one of those places that I would go back to. It's a nice beach. I think it's a place I'd like to take Luke. I should see how far it is from Texas. I'm actually not quite sure. But out of all the beaches, I mean, Florida's good. Daytona Beach is good, you know. Um, New, New Smyrna or Smyrna Beach. And, and I don't know, in Florida, I think I'm saying that wrong. It sounds like Schmear. Um, that place is nice. We did a road trip uh, when I was still married. It was stupidest thing we ever did. And it was on the end of our marriage. I should have never gone. It was horrible, horrible time. Um, thank God Luke was there, but it was horrible. And uh, biggest mistake, we went to uh, Orange Beach on Dolphin Island. And um, was that in Alabama or whatever? Uh, very pretty. It was really cool to see, like, because I'd never been there, you know, so going somewhere new was very cool. But being able to look at the beach and look out and just see those oil rigs, I mean, in the middle of the ocean, I mean, you wake up in the morning. I swear they multiplied at night, too. I mean, I know they didn't. But there'd be like four or five oil rigs, like, those, like just out there in the middle of the ocean. And I've never seen one in person. And that was in person for me. I've always seen them on TV, you know, and, you know, or videos. Um, but I've never seen them in person. So being able to look at the ocean and... Uh, yeah, it's right off Dolphin Island. And seeing all that, it, it's unreal. I mean, you're in the Gulf. You're in Alabama there. And it's pretty good. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It is, um, I think the drive was like 10 hours, maybe. I, I don't know exactly. But it, anyway, the beach was nice. I, I will say that. It was, there was a lot of, it's small. I mean, it is small. Like, you go down one strip and then you go down the other strip and then and then that's it. But um, it was like 13 hour drive. Wow, that's a long time actually. But anyway, um, it was really cool to, to walk along that beach and our hotel was right on the beach, but nothing's right on the beach. The hotel we stayed at, and it's not a hotel, it's like a condo. It had one, two, I think it had three bedrooms, two baths, Nice patio. It was really cool. We went with another couple. Uh, felt bad for them because they had to deal with our nonsense. But um, we had to walk. Had two pools, indoor, outdoor. But we had to walk. I'm talking from our hotel. It, it, dude, lugging kids and a baby and everything you need to bring. Like when you go to the beach, you don't just walk out on the beach and go for an hour and walk back. You better plan and spend hours out there because it's like, it's a no joke, 10 minute walk with everything from, from the condo 
to the beach. Now, it was really cool because it is a lot of families. You drink your beer on the beach, you go in the water. Luke loved it. He was, man, he just got his bucket and was just scooping dirt. And, I mean, I tell you what, he made the vacation for me. He loved it. And, and it was a really nice beach. And, and we walked at night, looked at the crabs and, and all that stuff and, and saw all kinds of animals. But looking out in the morning, I was drinking my coffee and just looking at all those oil rigs. Like, I mean, they look, they look closer than they really are. But it just blew my mind that there they are in the distance. It's not a very, the water was pretty, but it's not the, I don't know if it's the prettiest place I've ever been. But it was, it was nice. I doubt I'll ever go back. But I never knew that that was in Alabama either. Never had a clue. But Myrtle Beach to this day is still one of the best beaches I've been to. Um, and it's been years, but I think that's a beach I'd, I'd go back to for sure. I'd, I've done road trips. I've done some road trips to Austin. I went to Houston once to see Cody Jinks. Very busy city that I would never want to live in. <laughs> no offense to anybody out there that lives in Houston. Um, but the traffic, the humidity, oh, man, no, not my thing, man. The traffic sucks. I mean, I think the traffic's bad in Austin. But the traffic sucks in Houston. Back in Michigan, our group of people, again, still dating this Tiffany girl. We had a buddy of mine named Matt. <clears throat> he was awesome. Awesome dude. And he went to the military. And... um great guy love that guy um we all hung out like it was on a regular basis like we, we just always hung out so it was me matt ken kevin michelle tiffany i think that was it and his matt had a cabin we always call things a cabin in michigan they're really not i mean you have to specify if it's a real cabin when you go up north or if it's a house um he had a cabin but in reality it was a small house but it was up north. It was about, God, I'm going to say six hours north of where my parents lived. So, I mean, it was up there. I mean, you were close to Mackinac Island and, and the Ambassador, not the Ambassador Bridge, Mackinac Island Bridge. I mean, you were almost significantly in the UP. I mean, you were close. And we went up there one night after work. We drove like two, three cars, only two cars maybe, and we road tripped. We stayed up there for three days. Oh, my buddy Toby was there too. Stayed up there for three days. The house had four bedrooms in it, kitchen, bathroom. It backed up to the woods. It had a huge hill. I mean, and this wasn't like a hill that you could, I mean, you better be careful. Like you could fall down that hill. And I did. And I almost broke my ankle. But we went, you know, walking around. We went, you know, uh, hiking. It was too cold to go in the water because it was in the fall. But that's what you want to do, man. You want to go up north in the fall because all the trees and the leaves were changing colors. We don't get that very much in Texas, all these leaves that change colors. I mean, most of the trees out where I live are about as tall as I am, so they're not really anything to look at. Now, when you go to some of these state parks and you go to other places, yes, it's really nice to look at. But in Michigan, there's trees everywhere. I mean, you'll be going along the freeway on 96, and you've got these giant trees standing up. There's just trees everywhere. Even in Detroit, there's trees all the way around the city. Um, so when you're driving in October, and those colors are bright orange and red, and, and I mean, almost like a fire red. and I mean, it's beautiful. It's 
If you haven't seen it, look it up. Look up Michigan pictures fall or whatever. And I'm telling you what, it, it's it's beautiful. I mean, it's it's like that in upstate New York too, and and parts of Canada as well. Believe it or not, uh, shockingly, because everybody assumes Canada is just ice, but it's not the case. So really pretty. So when we're sitting there at a campfire, we've got the lake to one side of us and the house was on a hill. So you're looking at the lake and it's not like one of the great lakes. I don't know what lake it was behind us. You have a forest and then a a hill that's almost straight down. Like you can climb, but you need to climb. Like you just don't run down the hill and then you had your fire pit. So we just sit out there in the fire pit. Toby and Matt would play guitar. Uh, we drink some beers, smoke some cigars, play music. I mean, we just hang out. It was, you know, we'd, we'd barbecue. I mean, it was the chill thing. We didn't do anything that was touristy. We just hung out. Plus, there's nothing around us. I mean, you go like 30 minutes to get to a store. I think we rented a movie one night. We went to the gas station. They had like, you know, maybe 50, 60 movies to rent. And we rented a movie one night and watched it. I mean, that's it. We cooked our own food, drank our own beer. I mean, obviously... And we had a blast, but I remember one night, you know, cause we're idiots. We think it'll be funny to start jumping over the fire. Like let's just run and jump it. You know, like we're in the Olympics and we're drinking obviously. And of course we're getting encouraged to do it by everybody. There's not one person in the group that's saying no. I think my girlfriend was telling Michelle, like, I don't know if it's a good idea but Brandon's been drinking. And Michelle was like, yeah, whatever. I, and I know they had fire extinguishers waiting for us, just in case. I was really, really smart. So we're doing it, and we're doing wrestlers, WWF wrestler entrances. I'm bouncing like Brock Lesnar. Uh, my buddy Ken's doing like, you know, Macho Man and, and like HBK. And we're running and jumping over the fire. And my little five, five squatty legs. I'm like, look at the air I can get jumping over the fire. And then we started doing it. We're like, we're daring each other to do it in our underwear. (laughs) Stupid. So I do it, right? I run and jump over the fire in my underwear. I get too far because I I, I ran even further, had a a leading, huge leading start, leading start, head start, because I didn't want to burn anything else. You know what I'm saying? Because I have a one... One layer of protection is gone. And I'm bouncing around like Brock Lesnar, except again, I'm 5'5". Five five. I'll go 5'5 five five and a half. I got that extra half. And I'm bouncing around like Brock Lesnar. And I run and I jump. I land. I mean, I, I land, cleared it, no problem. And there's pictures of it. Jumped over the fireplace. Fire, not fireplace, the fire pit. Slid on my ankle, like slid on something like there was like gravel, fell down the hill, almost halfway down that hill until it kind of plateaued, stood up, my ankle gave way. I couldn't move, dude. I was, dude, I don't know who I'm talking to. I stood up, my ankle's cracking, it t- and, and nobody's coming to get me down the hill. They're just looking at me like, you're an idiot, and we're laughing at you. And that's exactly what they were doing. They're just laughing at me like, ah, uh, moron. And I'm like, hey, you guys, my ankle's freaking busted over here. It, <laughs> I just drank more the rest of the night and we hung out. When I got up the next morning, it was black and blue. I mean, it was soft and black and blue. Like you could push on it and it hurt, but it was all like the skin was all like gooey and soft. Like it was nasty. It was probably like that for a week. I don't know. If, I don't think I broke it, obviously. 
but it, I did have it wrapped a little bit. And I was probably all gooey like that for a week. But we still hung out. We still partied the next day. Drove back home with a busted ankle. But probably going to Michigan up north or going that high up in the, you know, towards the UP, it's a, it, it is like being in a different world. It's like being in a different country. And that was the cool thing about Michigan doing all these road trips, you know, zigzagging across the state. You know, it took us three and a half hours to get to Chicago. We'd, so we'd stop at K-Zoo, which is one of the big cities. It's Kalamazoo. It's where Bell's Brewery is. It's one of the big cities on the way to Chicago. So we'd hang out at K-Zoo, go downtown, drink some beer, then go to Chicago. You know, we'd road trip to other parts of Michigan. We used to go to the Renaissance Festival, kind of like how they have in Texas. And it was out in the middle of nowhere. It'd take two hours, three hours to get there. But I've been thinking about Texas and hitting these places. I've never been to San Antonio. Never. I haven't been to Luckenbach. I gotta go to Luckenbach. Now, Luke is gonna be too young to care about Luckenbach, Texas. Or care about the meaning behind Luckenbach, Texas. But I'm going next summer. I'm just by myself. I don't care if anybody's playing or not. I just want to see it. You know, I've never been to New Braunfels and, and, and Hill Country. And I haven't really even got to explore Austin as much as I wanted to. But I don't, there's those places in Texas that, and there's those state parks that are on my list that when Luke gets older, you know, I want to go to Big Bend State Park. Now, that's like seven hours from here, six hours from here. I'm not taking Luke right now. There's no reason to. But when he gets older, I want to do a road trip with him out there. We used to go with Broken Bow uh, on Thanksgiving all the time, rent a cabin. You know, Luke Luke went with us twice. He's made it twice. Obviously, you know, I haven't done that in a while. But there's other places in Oklahoma that I would like to go camping at. I think road trips are important because it's not just about the experience. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not about the experience of the destination. You know, it's it's about driving there. And I'm not talking like vacation where you get on a plane. Like, yeah, I drove to Michigan. I get it. I drove from Michigan to Texas, you know, a couple times. I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to do that with Luke right now. That just doesn't sound fun. But one day, I want Luke and I to road trip somewhere different. You know, road trip... When he gets older, far, where we can stop and make it a two-day trip. I've yet to see the Grand Canyon. And I think in life, those are, the, those are some of those things that you should do. And I look forward to that. I've got a list of, of places, of destinations that we're going to try to hit this summer. Some parks. I've got some destinations we're going to hit next summer. Meanwhile, yeah, we're saving our money from Florida so we can do the Disney thing. And, and we're flying back to Michigan. And I don't know how many times I'm going to fly back to Michigan. I mean, my parents come here enough, but I think it's good for Luke to, to do that trip. I mean, if they ever move, then I don't know when I'll ever go back. I mean, I've got friends there, and, and there's people and places I'd like to see, but I don't know. You know, one day I'll take Luke to Chicago when he's older. I know I want to take him to a Tigers game, you know, so. But I'm talking road trips, like, hey, let's go away for a couple days and just zip down there. I want to go to San Antonio. You know, I want to see those places. I want to, t I want to take that, that five-hour road trip to a state park and camp out there with my son. So I guess, you know, that, that's what this is about. It's remembering those road trips, those, those things that you did and, and, and how you got there. 
are, are they as important today as they were back then? Are they really not? Do people do that anymore? What are some of those places you like to go? Leave me a message. Drop me a message. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you guys on your road trips and where you've gone and maybe some places that you plan on going to or if you got any ideas for my dads out there, for my, for my uh, parents out there, where else do you like to go? All right, guys. Hey, this is another short podcast. I've, you've, you've had two back-to-back short podcasts, but that's okay because coming up, I've got some really good juicy stuff I can't wait to talk about. So we are going to interview my buddy Ken. It's been very tough to get him locked down, <laughs> but he, he's, he is working on his second book and uh, maybe third by now. I, I, I want to say second, but we'll talk about his book that he put out, his first one and his second one. Talk a little bit more about mine. We also uh, have another podcast, a uh, special guest coming up with a uh, good friend of mine, a great local musician that I'm, I will introduce at another date. And then we're going to talk some more about what's going on in the life of an average show. Maybe, maybe instead of talking about the past, we'll talk about what's happening right now in 2021 with the life of an average Joe. So drop me a message. Thank you again for following and listening. Thank you again for supporting. I've gotten a bunch of emails, so I've got an email uh, episode coming up. I'll answer some of your questions. Yes, I did get new stickers in. Yes, t-shirts have been ordered. So we got some more t-shirts coming in. So check that out. You can follow right here on Anchor and Spotify, of course, anywhere else you guys like. Leave me a review if you feel like it, if you hate it. If you love it, if you don't care, just let me know. Talk to you guys later. Have a great day.